Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode because I have one of my comedian besties, Joe Whitey, on the podcast with me today. We met recently at a CCA retreat in Indiana, which is an annual event for Christian comedians. And she was someone that I met and was like, I'm keeping her forever. And after hearing her story and heart, I knew she needed to be a guest on the Journey with Janice podcast. And I know that you are going to be so blessed to hear from her on this episode. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited and so thankful that it worked out to have you on here. And I've just so enjoyed getting to know you and everything since we met a few months ago or whenever that was. I don't know. I lose track of time, but so thankful God brought you into my life. And I'm thankful that you're here on the podcast with me today. So I love starting out my podcast episodes whenever I have guests on with five fun facts so that listeners can get to know you a little bit. Are you up for that? Sure, sure. All right. Number one is tell us something that is on your bucket list. Oh, wow. I would love to learn how to country dance. That's a big thing out here. And I'm, I'm, I've got two left feet. So I'm kind of scared to go out on the dance floor, but I want to do that. And I would love to go to Round Top, Texas for their antique fair sometime. Oh, those are fun. And when if you do the whole dance thing, I think you should go live on Facebook. You might create some good content for your comedy if, if you have two left feet. <laughs> ah, that does sound like a fun idea. <laughs> okay, number two is tell us your favorite quote and or scripture. Oh, my favorite quote is it doesn't hurt to ask. And it really, you know, it doesn't. And I've I've gotten discounts and free things just because I asked. So I always say, it doesn't hurt to ask. And then my favorite scripture, it's actually found in two places. It's found in Psalm 45, 7 and Hebrews 1, 9. And it says, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And I just feel like that's my life first. That's just uh, what God's called me to do and um, truly believe that the anointing of of uh, joy is upon me, and that's from the Lord. So, I love that. And a girl after my own heart. I always say, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So, like, <laughs> yes, so relatable. And I love those scriptures. God is so good. I love both of those. Okay, number three is if you could have a coffee date with anyone, past or present, who would you choose? Oh, um, you know what? I was trying to think of this. I came up with two. I couldn't do one. Harriet Tubman. I'm so inspired of her bravery in the face of wickedness or Corey Ten Boom for the exact same reason. So one of those amazing women. Mm. Love, love, love. Number four, who are your heroes slash role models? Definitely my heroes are nurses. 
nurses for sure. I just think that they save lives on a daily basis and they do things, girl, that I can't imagine. Like I can't do that stuff. <laughs> my uh, mom is a nurse, my brother, his wife. We have so many nurses in our family, but it stopped with me. I just can't. I can't. But I highly respect and admire and believe that nurses are heroes. Yes. So shout out. God bless every nurse who's listening and my friend Jessica, who's a nurse. And I just, yes, I'm so thankful for people who go into that field. I actually went to school for nursing uh, for about a half a semester. <laughs> I was like, ah. this is not my thing. I thought I'd follow my aunt's footsteps and I realized, uh, no, it takes a special person and I am not that. So <laughs> agreed. So, yeah. A very special person, not me. Yes. Yes. Okay, last, last fun fact is number five. What is one thing that God is teaching you in this season? Hmm, definitely dependence on him. And also that when I depend on him, I'm able to do things that I never thought that I could. Um, he's building me up. He's teaching me what that dependence on him actually empowers me beyond all that I thought I was capable of. Mm, that was so good. That is so good. So tell us your story. Who is Joe Whitey? Hmm. Well, my, my family was a military family. My dad was in the Air Force and I was born in Southern or South Carolina and we moved to Germany for a while and then ended up, we landed in Southern California and I, I grew up in the hood. So I think of myself as a South side Christian a um, little bit holy, a little bit hood. That's who I am. I I miss, I met my best friend of fourth grade. We're still friends. Um, though we live in different states, we, we talk to each other all the time and try to get together as, soon, as often as we possibly can. I have uh, two brothers and three or two sisters. So there were five of us. And let's see, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was six and I got baptized. I got married and had three children. And now two of my children are married. So technically I have five kids and I think that I deserve a medal for that. Pretty sure I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I was married for almost 27 years. My parents, my mom and her husband live in the house right behind me. We've got a gate. So we go back and forth every day so I could check on them. And I love to quilt. I love to write and perform comedy, go on trips, uh, hike, kayak. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's who I am. Now everyone knows a little bit why she's my bestie and why you want her to be your bestie too. I, I just, I love hearing people's stories and what, how interesting, obviously we're just getting to know each other. So a lot of things you shared, like I had no idea and how fun that your parents live just, just through the gate. Do you guys have like a do not disturb sign on for those times when you're like, Hey, like, can you stay over there? You know what? <laughs> I need to, I, that's, I usually just like tape uh, a little sign on the back door, like a handwritten note. If I'm doing a podcast or something, I uh, forgot to do that today. So I hope they don't bust through the back door and uh, <laughs> join us on this podcast. It's happened yes. before. It's happened. We'll just, we'll just welcome them into the circle. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. So the Bible says in Psalm 30, verse five, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So how have you seen 
night seasons in your life turn to morning? And how do you navigate the weeping while waiting for the joy? Mm, mm, that is such a good question. So just a little backstory. I'm, I'm recently a widow. Uh, 2021, on November 16th, my husband died um, by suicide. And so it added a, a traumatic layer onto his death. And so God actually gave me that verse, that specific verse, just a couple days after Jeff passed away. And I've been holding on to it and that promise that joy will come in the morning. So I think that, um, you know, it's it's been a time of trusting God to turn my joy back. It's, um, it's not easy being a depressed comedian. It's not, um, it's never easy being depressed at all. But, uh, to add that, you know, my, what I want to do is to make people laugh and to make people laugh, you have to have joy. And so it's, it's been really hard, but you know, God has sustained and protected me for the 613 days since my husband died. He truly has. And my faith has increased. He gives me spoonfuls of joy each day. And um, being being a comedian, you already have a unique perspective on the world and its workings to begin with. But God gives me little joyful glimpses uh, through interactions with people. Um, one day, I have to tell you the, the coolest thing. I was I was taking a walk. And that scripture popped into my head that in Isaiah that says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I'm just walking my dog, Gilda Radner. And I am not kidding you. I hear this rustling above me. Girl, it was an eagle. Ah. It was an eagle. It was just so amazing. God knows, you know, he knows what we need. He, he knows I needed that visual at that moment and for him to give me that verse, you know, um, it, it was amazing. So God just surprises me with things like that. He's, um, yeah, he just gives me a little bit at a time and it's coming back slowly, but surely, um, he, he didn't say joy will return to you Tuesday morning. He didn't say that. He said it will return to you. And so I'm just trusting in his timing that it, that it will come back completely. And I, I know it will. Amen. I'm just believing that with you and for mm -hmm. you. And I just, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable because I know that's not easy. And I know that God is using you in ways you don't even know. Even before we started recording, you were sharing how you had done a women's night last night and just that you're not letting yourself be kind of buried in this season, but you're still allowing the Lord to use you even through that. And I think that's such a powerful thing. And even with my own story and the journey that I've been on through divorce and different things, the Lord, I, you know, I kind of would, would have been fine just kind of <laughs> behind closed doors. No one in the world ever know me kind of thing and whatever. And God allowed my story to be seen very publicly and I ministered through the pain. And so I see you doing yeah. that as well. And just we just really don't know the magnitude of impact that that can have because God is good and he doesn't wait until the healing's quote unquote completed before he chooses to use us he uses us right where we're at and I always say he uses broken people because we're his only option so 
yeah I commend you Uh, commend you uh, for what you're doing and your ministry through comedy and just everything you do and I don't think you carry carry the grief and the depression at all like I would have never guessed when I met you that you were carrying that and I know it's because the joy of the Lord is your strength and he is sustaining uh, you this season so so good so how can we use our stories to encourage others in their dark moments Mm, you know, I, I just, I want to be clear and not give the impression that I'm happy and joyful all the time. Um, that's not the case. And I don't think that anybody is like that. Um, so I, I just don't want to give a false sense of, um, you know, I'm doing it a hundred percent right. I'm not, there are times when I definitely, I just, I tend to isolate. Mm-hmm. I do, uh, especially when I'm hurting really bad. And um, I don't know why that is, if I, if I don't feel safe or I don't know. But um, I just want to be really clear that there are times when I'm just so in just such a dark place. Um, but I do know that God is faithful and he sustains me and he's getting me through it. Um, so how can we use our stories to encourage others? That was your question. Um, mm-hmm. I feel very strongly that our story is our testimony. And that to remain silent, that's sinful. I really do. Uh, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians, I think it's 1, 4, and it tells us, He comforts us in all of our suffering so that we may be able to comfort others in all their suffering as we ourselves have been comforted by God. So unless we go through the unthinkable, um, we can't really truly relate to someone else who who is going through it or, or who has gone through it. We can't, but God gives us that ability. And if we're open to him using us to minister to someone else who has gone through that, I think we're going to see amazing things happen. Um, yeah, I really do. But, you know, God, God uses us to bless others. And there's this quote by uh, C.S. Lewis. It says something along the lines uh very simple it just says what you too i thought i was the only one and so in my opinion it there's something holy about walking beside someone on a path that you've been on before and just extending your hand in friendship or in not even friendship sometimes just companionship sometimes just saying i'm here mm. this is so good and even as we're talking i was thinking about how Jesus experienced everything in human form when he was here on this earth. And he, so he knows he can sympathize with us and our weaknesses and, and everything. And so what a beautiful thing it is to Mm. let God be the great recycler that he is. That's kind of been the word on my heart for the last few weeks about how God is the great recycler and how he does work everything together for good. And he is a God who gives beauty for ashes and joy for mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, according to Isaiah 61. And, And I was just thinking about that. One of my best friends had shared, like, you see so much beauty in my life because of the amount of ashes that are in my past. And Mm. and I was like, wow, that, that is so true. And I never want to be someone who hides what I've gone through. I did have a very, very short time in my life a few years ago where I was like, I was okay just being like the fun Christian girl and none of it's fake. Like I, I love the Lord. The joy of the Lord is real, but the Lord was really like, convicting my heart about not hiding what I've gone through because people Mm -hmm. can see where I'm at, but they need to know the miry pit that he pulled me out of when, you know, 
I have those opportunities to share my story. And even if you like, I think it was last year I was in Kentucky and I had a group of ladies come up to me after I was speaking at a church and they were like, Oh, we just love the joy of the Lord and on you and everything. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And Holy Spirit's like, uh, uh-uh. I was like, you know, I actually went through a season of life where I was depressed all the time. I slept mm-hmm. because it was easier than facing my reality. Like that was my vice. I just slept every chance I would work, 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 come home, sleep. Like that was just my life at that time. And the Lord just gave me a word of knowledge for one of the girls. And he was like, and I said to her, is that where you're at? Are you sleeping your life away to escape reality? And she just broke. But like, how, how awful would it have been for me to just be like, thank you so much to like not share the realness of what I've gone through and what God has pulled me out of. And like you said, with that scripture, he comforts us so that we can turn around and comfort others who are in that place. And Mm -hmm. I want to be someone that's on the other side of breakthrough reaching my hand out to someone else and pulling them through too. And so I love everything you said. And I think like you said, it's so important that we're vulnerable and real. And we're like, listen, life isn't always rainbows and butterflies. Like some things are hard and sometimes things happen or past is triggered or whatever. And we have to deal with those things in the moment and work through it with the Lord. And so I love, I love everything you said with that. So I know that you have worked with dream centers specifically in the Phoenix area. So, and I just, I love everything about that. So can you tell listeners about this ministry and what they do and any testimonies you have from working with dream centers? Sure. Sure. I'd love to. So just to be clear, I actually work at the Sholo uh, Living Hope Dream Center, Um, but I have gone to, um, so we're a part of the Phoenix Dream Centers. They're kind of like our um, umbrella, uh, the head of our ministry. So um, uh, yes, I, I love it. Um, We are a nonprofit pro-life faith-based ministry. Our goal is to provide women with resources that they need to choose life, especially during a crisis pregnancy. And our hope is to support them um, through education and kind of give them a hand up, not a hand out. Uh, We have a full maternity home here in Sholo where we provide housing for pregnant women and their children and while at the same time we're preparing them to be independent and self-sufficient and I'm so excited to announce that we're in the process of buying a second home also here in Sholo and that will be the next step for these families so before they're able to completely live independently. This is going to be a home for them to um, still have some, some help and some resources. And so I am, I am just so excited that we're expanding our ministry. Um, Let's see, right now we have four mommies living at the maternity home. There are two children and three babies and a testimony I can tell you, um, that was just such a, an honor to be a part of this ministry is because there was a woman who came to us last year and she, she actually uh, was in Phoenix being trafficked and she came to the Phoenix dream center. They took, they brought her to Sholo and we were able to minister to her and provide housing for her and education for her to the point where she was able to have her baby and now she's living independently. So that, um, that 
cycle, that generational uh, bondage of poverty and brokenness, it stopped. It stopped with her. So to be a part of this ministry that is helping people and making a difference, not just in one person's life, but for generations to come after this, it's an honor and a privilege. And I absolutely love it. Mm. My heart is like just literally rejoicing right now. And so thankful for what you guys do. God bless it. Listen, Mm. you guys who are listening, pray for this ministry, pray for those who are part of it and the women that are coming into it because it's just, it's making a huge impact. And I love the generational impact like that just makes my heart burst. So I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. I do too. So so let's talk about your comedy career slash ministry. So how did you get started? Tell us all about it. Okay. Um, Well, I actually stayed at home with my kids when they were younger and I was committed to that. So, you know, I didn't, I was privileged and not, not, um, needing to work outside of the home. Uh, So I stayed committed to that uh, decision that my husband and I made. And I just used that time to focus on my kids and my family, my husband. And at that time, I would just write. And so I, I kept on writing. I wrote for years and then decided to, uh, I, I actually had stage fright. I felt that God was leading me to be a Christian slash clean comedian. Um, I was inspired by Shonda Pierce. And um, I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? I have stage fright. Like, how can I step out when I can't even step onto a stage? So, so I looked at what do I need to do to begin? And so I joined a Toastmaster club in my city. And that really helped me get comfortable in front of an audience and be able to speak in, um, in a way that is understood. And so that really helped me uh, a great deal. And then I stepped out in faith and took a comedy class. And I took a couple and and I met a, a lot of amazing people there. We actually performed for our, I don't know what you call final. And one of the ladies that I met there, Deanna Lane, who if you don't know her, you need to know her. She's an amazing Christian comedian and she's hilarious. Um, So look her up if you don't already know her. But she suggested that I, I sign up for the Clean Comedy Challenge in 21. And uh, I don't know if you've heard about that or not, but it's a, um, it's a contest. And so people come from around the country and their goal is to win a contest and you're all performing clean. And so I went to that. I met so many amazing people. I'm sure I was absolutely terrible, but that was, that was the first time that I actually performed on stage um, outside of a classroom. So um, I got a lot of courage from doing that. I loved the experience. Um, Everyone was very encouraging and and you got a lot of good critiques, some bad critiques too, which is important as well. But that gave me the courage to move forward. And since then, I, uh, I started performing. And so I've performed in, let's see, um, Hollywood, uh, Las Vegas, San Antonio, across the United States, or not 
uh, not across the United States yet, but across Arizona. And so I've just been having so much fun and loving it. And really what I want to do is to minister to uh, churches. That's, that's just what I want to do. I think that, you know, I think we live in a dark time. It's a really, really dark time. And I just feel like um, if I can lighten someone's heart and their spirit and get them to laugh and engage with me just for a few minutes, like that to me is one of the most beautiful things. So that is where I'm at. Uh, last night, as, as we talked briefly about, I did a, uh, a show at my church here in Sholo. And it was truly a dream come true. It was uh, so exciting, um, so amazing to to be able to share my my Christian clean comedy with this group of women, and it it was it was just amazing and transforming. I'm so excited. I'm still walking on cloud nine, um, just. Uh, thinking about and praising God for what he did last night. And I hope that really does get to continue. And I hope to do that more often. So I am just so excited uh, to be able to do this, to be able to bring people to a point where they can smile and they can laugh and, and giggle. It's just such an amazing, amazing ministry. Mm, I love it, girl. And my prayers that God just keeps opening doors for you, which I know he will. And that he just continues to expand your reach through your comedy ministry. And I just, I, I love it. I'm just sitting here smiling the whole time you're talking. And, <laughs> and I do feel called to the body of Christ. I've had so many people that are like, the body of Christ needs to laugh. And so I love what you're doing. I bless it. I'm just excited to watch. And I'm praying in Jesus name that someday I can be sitting in the front row at one of your shows. I would absolutely mm -hmm. love that. And yeah, Deanne, actually, by the time this episode airs, Deanne will have been the previous week's podcast oh, guest. Isn't that so fun? I love oh. her. We all need people like Deanne in our lives who just yes. cheer us on and yes. champion us and call out the gold inside of us. So yes. I, I love love that woman, too. Yes. So good. So good. So what would you say to someone who is listening, who's afraid to step out into something new that they know God is calling them to? You know, it's so funny you asked that question because I had this exact conversation just like I think it was the day before yesterday with a young lady who who asked me the same thing. She said, I feel God's calling on my life, but how do I how do I really know that that's him and it's not me and just something that it's myself? And so I told her um, I have a few suggestions. First of all, I think it's important and um, the most important thing I think is to ask yourself um, what it is that you feel led to do. Is that in alignment with God's word? So I would encourage you, first of all, to search the scripture. If it's outside of his word, don't like, don't do it. Um, secondly, I would say pray and fast about it. And that seems pretty basic and elementary, but I think there are times that when we, we can get so excited about a possible idea or maybe on the other side, we're thinking, well, that, you know, this, this has to be, this has to be God. But my encouragement is pray and fast. And then I would say, seek godly counsel. You know, do you have 
a spiritually mature person in your life that will come alongside you and pray with you. I think that's really, really important. And then lastly, once you've done those things, I would suggest begin now for your calling. Like I said a little while ago, how I, I had stage fright and I decided to join Toastmasters and that helped me. I then went on to take a class. Then I went on to this clean comedy challenge. Like I took those steps when I knew that was definitely God's calling on my life. So start working toward your goal, you know, um, make sure this is God's will by searching the scripture, pray and fast, seek godly counsel and ask someone to come alongside you in prayer and then move forward. Take that first step. I love, I love that. I say amen and echo. Yes, yes, yes. To everything everything you said, such wisdom, wisdom filled answers. And, and I love that. And just the practical steps of stepping out, like we have to step out of that proverbial boat at some point. And I know I shared a little bit of my comedy journey with you before we started recording as well. And just like at some point you just have to take the step. Cause I always say like the timing is never, I mean, obviously God's timing is always perfect, but like our time, like it's never going to be, everything's not going to be lined up and perfect. And and whatever, we just have to say yes to God and say, I'm just going to do this to hold my hand the whole way. And he will. And, and I'm so thankful that he goes before us in all things and that he's with us as we step out. And my last comedy show that I had done a few months ago, I, I was sitting in the front row right before we started. And I turned around and I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot of people. Because my first two shows, I had like 50 people at each respectively, because that's what the max was at the theater. And so this one, there was a few hundred. Oh. And I turned around and I was, I turned around and I was like, well, I looked at my friend. I said, I'm about to find out if I have stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> I've only done conferences with maybe a hundred, 150 people at the most. So that was, it was a lot. And, and, but it was, it was good. And it's like, you know what, this is what God has called me to. He's anointed me for it. And so I don't have to worry about anything. I just need to say yes to him. And I always say the success is obedience is if I'm giving him my yes and saying, yes to the call of God in my life. Like the results are up to him. It doesn't matter. Like I just have to stay faithful to him and, and what he's called me to. And so I, I love yes. everything you said and just the wisdom, wisdom and the multitude of counselors as Proverbs talks about. And so I love that. And for me, kind of like how Deanne Elaine was that for you, I had a, I have a mentor down in Texas and she had said to me like, when are you going to start doing your comedy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the girl that's usually stretching other people and pushing other people out of their boat and whatever. And it was time for me to step into something new mm. in that season of my life too. And so just, I guess I just want to share all that because I think sometimes people see us or, you know, extrovert outgoing, they think it's easy, but it's not like saying yes to God and being stretched out of your comfort zone. Like I have a comfort zone too, believe it or not. And so stepping out into new things isn't easy, but when we know God is for us and not against us and that he's the one that's anointed us to do the things he's called us to do, it's just, it just takes the pressure off, I guess. So I love that. Yeah. So Joe, Joe, do you have any other encouragement for the podcast community? Anything else on your heart? Um, you know, I just want to thank you, Janice, just for being that ray of sunshine and just, um, just being so bold in the Lord and 
really just being that light in the darkness. That's how I see you. It's just that ray of sunshine. So thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for uh, listening to the Lord and stepping out in faith and just doing what you're doing. I just love you. And I'm so glad I got to meet you. And thank you for asking me on your show. I, I will be praying that God expands what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm uh, not going to start crying on the podcast. That would be a first, but thank you. (laughs) Your words bless me so much, so much. And thank you for taking time out of your day to be on here we had to figure out like what's the time difference between arizona and michigan so that we can (laughs) be on the same page here so i'm so that's a lot of work that is it is it is for like three hours okay (laughs) because i think some areas of arizona might only be two i don't know anyway it's we figured it out though and we made it work god is so good so can you tell listeners how they can stay connected with you on your social medias if they're listening and they're like, I want to book this lady for a women's event, or I don't know if you do whatever church events, whatever you do, how can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. You can, uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Joe Whitey, that's J O W H I T E Y. Or you can contact me through email at Joe dot Whitey 16 at gmail.com. Yay. Awesome. And I will link all of that in the show notes again, Joe, thanks for being on here. Would you be willing to close out the podcast praying for our listeners today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your provision. Lord, we love you and we, we just praise you. And I ask Lord that Janice and I, our conversation would accomplish what you want it to that it would reach the people that you want it to reach. And Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be just those ministers, those envoys of joy. What a privilege that is. And I ask, Lord, that you would continue that in our lives and that you would help us to reach more people, that you would help us to bring joy into people's lives. And Lord, that you would give us strength to be obedient when it's hard and when it's difficult, as Janice was saying. Father, we love you and we thank you again for your goodness. And I just ask that uh, your will would be done. Amen.